Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And don't forget about that great service department they have. At Sunbury Motors, they will take good care of you. I hear Mr. Buner in the background. <laughs> I know, I'm actually in Bob's spot today. Oh, you are? I am, yes. For, for just a portion of the show, we're doing some uh, in-house training for when I'm away. Well, suit already knows how to run the show. <laughs> the, the suit is passing the buck to somebody else now. Well, I see uh, some things have never changed. All right, so. (laughs) Uh, We have uh, Dane O'Neill on the show today. Looking forward to that. We also have on the show today Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, and uh, also Nate Bauer today from Blue White Illustrated. A full show. Matt, who will be out shortly and then have somebody else in training take over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, another full show today, Steve. Looking forward to hearing from Dana as we finally heard from the NCAA last night. Yeah, and they're going. This is interesting because they really have left it up to the schools. In other words, Matt Catrillo, great lacrosse player. Okay. I'm trying to build you up in front in the eyes of your son. Why, thank you. Hey, little Luke will sit there and he'll go, wow, Daddy was a great lacrosse player. Steve said so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, say you were on the lacrosse team and let's say you were on a quarter scholarship. Well, your spot is going to be there for you next year, but guess what? I may not be able to offer you any scholarship, but you'll have a spot in the team. Now, you may get your quarter scholarship back, but you may get an eighth. I don't know. And there's also going to be the question for the student-athletes going to be quite simple. Um, I'm not on full scholarship. Can we afford to do this another year? Especially with everything the way it is in the current, you know, the, the economy has been awesome until the last couple of weeks. And I think people sense that we're going to pop, you know, we're going to get back on track. You know, it'll take a while to get back to the same level we were before. But, we're you know, once we get going, we're going to get going again. But... Are people going to have the disposable income to get going again? There's a lot of questions here. It's not just simple, hey, they're all going to be back. No, not really. And then there's the other factor. 
and I don't want the professors out there to get mad at me for saying this, but <laughs> there are some people, I'm not saying it's a big percent. like, okay, I'm done with school. <laughs> I'm done. I've done my part. I've gone to school. <laughs> I've taken my classes. I don't want to. I don't want to do any grad work. You know, I'm going to get them my degree, and I'm going to go. I mean, so there are going to be people who are going to do that. It's not going to be a blatant. Hey, look, they're all back. Now, I'll give you some examples, though. And let's use baseball. Baseball's a really good example. This year, there's going to be a five to maybe ten round draft. That's probably going to take place. It looks like in July. All right. Well, you didn't get a chance to really show what you could do. And there's not going to be a 20th round that you can get selected in. Your best option may be to go and just go back to school and give it one more shot. So there's a lot of factors that come into this, and we're going to talk to Dana about that, Dennis about that. we got Nate Bauer on the show today as well. So how's the training going over there right now? So far, so good. Everything sounds good to me. So who's who's the uh, trainee? Um, it is uh, Mark Stevens, who you are beginning to hear across our FM stations. He's going to be some. He's going to be one of my uh, my backup producers uh, over here on the AM side too. Mark, great to have you here. <laughs> great to have you. I feel like uh, you know, the first couple of years we were doing the show. You know, they uh, this individual would take the the ship and he'd steer it right into the dock. Okay. Ever since then, we've we've used tugboats. It's been good. <laughs> so this is all good. Thanks for the welcome, is, Steve. Hey, it's great to have you, man. Yeah, you're a big you're a big plus to the whole thing, the whole operation. So great to have you on board. All right, tell me that later today. <laughs> I think I told Matt that right away. Yes, you did. Uh, I, t- I told Sean that right away. Sure, I'm trying to go back to the beginnings of the show. I'm trying to think if I ever said it. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> can't stand him. <laughs> I've got awards. <laughs> you meant it. You just didn't say it. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually I usually mean what I say. Usually. I'm just kidding. Oh, don't everybody get all bent out of shape. I'm just kidding. You know, anybody who's been around the suit knows how accurate I am when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to that. But so that is the situation when it comes to Spring athletes. Now, the winner we all knew was not going to. Um, that, that was that that was almost automatic. That that they were not going to give him an extra. They uh, for Mark Hall, Vincenzo Joseph, for Lamar Stevens, and the long list. Look, they've gone through this already, and they just didn't get the last two or three games, or in the case of a wrestler, the last. How many matches at the NCAA? You feel awful for them. But granting them an extra year, and I don't think most of them would take an extra year. I mean, wrestling, maybe. But there are a lot of basketball players, I think, that want to get on with their life and their career. They're always 
to use a wrestling term, grappling whether to come back for their senior year anyway, let alone now make a decision to come back for a second senior year. So the, the winner was pretty much off the table. Spring sports, okay. It was interesting, though. USA Today said that the average hit for an athletic department on the NCAA tournament money was going to be between 500000 and 900000 per school. But that's the average hit, okay? Texas Southern and the University of Texas both play basketball, and they're both in the state of Texas. After that, that is where the athletic department's similarities end, <laughs> okay? Texas Southern's cut of the NCAA money is less than the University of Texas's happens to be. Now, the University of Texas also has, obviously, access to TV money that Texas Southern does not. So saying what the average hit is is not really, uh, to me, applicable. It gives you a general idea, but it's not really applicable. So we'll see how each school wants to handle this. I know Sandy Barber is going to have something later in the week, I think on Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. We may be able to air it on Friday. Uh, in fact, we got Brent Pry this morning, didn't we? Uh, I'm still wait- awaiting that, but um, we should be getting it soon, hopefully. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, because I, I was thinking about that tomorrow anyway. And the same then, like Tyler Bowen on Thursday. So, because he's got one tomorrow morning at 9. And, you know, we can re-air these. That way the people listening can get a handle as to what's going on with uh, Penn State football. Uh, because I know one of the things Brent did talk about, Brent did talk about the move of Trent Gordon from corner to safety. And, I mean, look, a, a lot of, you know, the, when you do something like that and you make a move, Number one, of course, the player has to say, yeah, this is great. I'll make the move. Okay. And you also have to have a player that makes the move that fits the spot you're moving him to. You may have, let's just pick, five corners. And in terms of body type and skills needed for that new spot, X fits it better than these other four do. So it's a question of which boxes you check along the way. And you know, Brent will tell you, Trent Gordon checked more boxes than other guys did, and they made the move. Plus, look, if you're Trent Gordon, you want to play. You want to play. Now, at the next level, what is he? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I want to see him play, obviously, a lot more before I start thinking about whether he's a safety or a corner. But... The um, uh, the key is is that they need depth at that spot because you've got Jaquan Brisker, Lamont Wade, Jonathan Sutherland. Gordon can fit right in there and be that fourth safety, and that fits well for Penn State. And for Trent Gordon, it gets him on the field. And that's going to be the key, getting him on the field. And I, I've always liked Gordon. I've always thought Gordon was a good player. In fact, if you go back to the Cotton Bowl, he made a big play in the Cotton Bowl. So he has cover skills. I think he's got the size to do this. And uh, obviously, we won't, you know, it would be great to, uh, 
it would be great to you know have a spring practice so you, you could see how it worked itself out and give them more experience there but let's see what they want to do down the road I mean obviously we're in a tough spot it's March 31st right now the early part of April is not going to be fun in any way shape or form now maybe by the end of April we start to then see the light at the end of the tunnel that's obviously the hope well if we start to see the light at the end of the tunnel then maybe we can talk about the possibility of maybe a mini camp or something in June something like that which would then give coaches the opportunity to then take a long hard look at players especially a guy like Trent Gordon who would be playing in a new spot essentially and I think that would be uh, really good for him. Uh, and then the NFL is going to expand their playoff. The NFL owners did. Um, the NFL owners today did approve the expansion of the postseason to 14 teams. That means there'll be three wild card games per conference, up from two. Also, NBC is going to carry one. And uh, they're going to also put it on Telemundo. And CBS will carry the other one. And guess what? They're also going to have that game on Nickelodeon for a younger audience. That way Luke can watch the game. I loved that when I saw that. I smiled because I will definitely have him tuned in to Nickelodeon. And you know what? Especially if it's the Eagles that are in that spot. Sure. Well, and look, we're at a point right now. Okay, this is where conversations become different. If, if none of this ever happened, and they and the NFL said we're going to go with fourteen playoff teams, and Major League Baseball said we're going to expand from ten to fourteen playoff teams. I think you would hear a loud cry about diluting the playoffs, correct? Definitely. But I think because we have we are going through what we're going through right now, and we're also going through a time where as sports fans, we don't have the ability to watch anything live right now. I think people are now in the mood sports wise once we do get back on some sort of track here, they're going to be fine with the more the merrier. I, I think you're right in saying that, Steve, just because of the times we're in, but I'm actually still one of the minorities that's a little bit more mixed on this because of the dilution factor. Because you look at the NFC East last year, for example. Now, of course, I'm glad the Eagles made the playoffs, but they would have been, they, maybe the Eagles and Cowboys would have been in regardless last year. And those two, uh, the, those, the, 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 the Rams, Rams right? would have yeah. made. The Rams would have made it. Not but the so Cowboys. that was a mediocre team. The Steelers were an up and down mediocre team last year. They would have been in. And we've seen the cases before where we've had eight and eight teams somehow sneak in that weren't great, or seven and nine teams sneak in, like um, like Seattle a well, few, several Seattle, years ago. Seattle was a division champ, right? Hey, that's how they got in. Someone did research on this. The last sixty teams that would have been in the spot that would have qualified for this playoff. Somebody went back and did the research. Only one would have been under 500. That's fair. Now, I didn't do the research. Somebody else did right. the research. <laughs> so I'm going to take I'm going to take that dude's 
word for it or her word for it, okay? His or her word, I'll take it. But somebody did research on the last 60 teams, 30 in each conference. And of the 30 in each conference that they went back and looked at, only one would have been under 500. I still think now, the NFL would, can look at maybe reseeding now that you've got seven teams per conference. But. Oh, I think they should reseed too. But I will say this. You would say that somebody had a lot of time in their hands to go back and look at that. But then, unfortunately, right now, that's what we have. Unfortunately, we've got some time in our hands. All right. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, next half hour. Then Dana O'Neill from The Athletic at 406. Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, 435. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Sunbury Motors with that great and exceptional service department here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And that great service department they have, remember, they're there for you. They do great work, great professionals in that service department. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, The NFL expanding its playoff. They did it officially today, which was expected to be done. Uh, They... um, uh, they're going to go to 14 teams. Matt doesn't like it. He just thinks there should be two. Uh, one wins each conference. And they play the Super Bowl, and there's no playoff. I mean, it's, I mean, Matt, that's kind of a purist kind of thought process. There. <laughs> I, I was fine the way it is. That's all. Well, you have to advance forward in life. You can't just be stagnant. I mean, do you want to be stagnant? I mean, look at you. You know, your new baby. You know, you're doing this show now. I mean, it's like you 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 understand change. You're handling it well. Why, thank you. You, thank you. you I mean, you want to go back to 1959. <laughs> well, Giants I'm an against the Colts. Guy for someone my age, so I guess for those that know me, that's not surprising. <laughs> All right. Great to have with us on the show, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. Dennis, welcome. I hope you and your family and friends are doing well. I hope everybody in State College is sound and safe as well. Thank you. Appreciate that, Dennis. All right, uh, let's uh, get to spring sports. I think uh, you summed it up really well in your column talking about this. Uh, it's very rare when people have talked this often about spring sports in college <laughs> athletics. I thought that was well summed up. <laughs> Never have so many cared about lacrosse and beach volleyball and uh, rowing and stuff like that. Obviously, baseball's in there, but yeah, and that plus the lack of actual news, this thing was made into uh, uh, some sort of peace accord or something between Israel and Egypt, but it was, it was worth talking about. <laughs> 
You and I remember when that happened. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, all right. The winter sports thing, I think it, that was a foregone conclusion. So, I mean, so let's take that off the board. What did the impact of the NCAA tournament, the insurance policy, but it doesn't meet what CBS and TBS pay, what did that mean, A, for athletic departments, and all, and also how did that figure into this decision? Well, that's when that I think that dropped last Thursday when they actually got the revenue numbers, and it was thirty-seven cents on the dollar. Um, the NCA distributes usually about six hundred million. It ends up being two twenty-five, only fifty in cash right away. I think they're waiting for some other insurance money payoffs to hit. So that turned out to be a huge um, hit to everybody's budget from Sun Belt to Big Ten. I mean, it's just it's just a hole in the budget, mostly because these these are all mostly private, uh, excuse me, public institutions that are nonprofits in theory that spend every dime they make. So when you don't make that money and you don't have that revenue, it creates a giant hole, and you got to get it from somewhere. So then along comes this basic promise from the NCAA, yeah, we're going to blanket, you know, extra year of eligibility for these spring sports, um, after the cancellation of the tournament. In theory, again, theoretically, right thing to do, ethical thing to do, but it really got bogged down over the weekend where people were saying, wait a minute, I don't know if we can afford this, yeah. and this is going to set a dangerous precedent if we have to address football in the fall. So they were finding reasons, trying to find reasons not to do it. In the end, they did it. In fact, uh, as part of that, USA t- put out that the average hit to the yeah. average athletic department is 500,000 to 900,000. But you and I both know that the hit to the Texas Athletic Department is different than the hit to the Texas Southern Athletic Department. I mean, the only thing they have in common is that they have college athletics and they're both in Texas. Right. I mean, Texas, Ohio State, Florida, Penn State could probably weather weather this. Um, But you start even before that, you start with the fact that there are only about 10 or 20 schools in the country that actually write a check back to the university because they have, you know, revenue left over, um, or they have athletic associations buying those scholarships that raise money for those scholarships instead of the athletic department. Those are few and far between. And I think that was the first slide ahead as to what's going to happen if football is even impacted at all. Let's say they play with people in the stadium. Everything goes fine. Everything kicks off. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't going to go to want to watch football games for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a hit to the bottom line because they're just afraid to go out and sit with a hundred thousand people. Right. So I think there's going to be a big budget shortfall in this coming academic year, some sort of profound effect on college athletics. Uh, I want to stick with the spring thing for one more, and then I'm going to go to the football part. Yeah. And then the spring part, uh, obviously, not all spring seniors are going to say, hey, I want to do this, because some of them are walk-ons. Some of them are only getting, I don't know, let's pick a number, a quarter scholarship. So they have to pay the other three quarters. Uh, right. So they may elect not to do it. Uh, but how much latitude do athletic departments have? Do they have to offer the exact same level they had before, or can they offer a different level? No, that was the poison pill putting this whole thing. Uh, seniors that get that extra year, the school does not have to give them, uh, does not even have to give them a scholarship. They right. don't have to honor them with the same scholarship they had. And most of these, make no mistake, most of these sports, spring sports we're talking about are equivalency sports. So they don't even get full scholarships anyway. Baseball. Right. 
you know, it's about a quarter scholarship, 11.7 over 35 on a roster. Right. So you very seldom get a full scholarship. So then, you know, if you're coming back, the coach may say, hey, we have this monster recruiting class. You can come back, but you, you're not getting any aid. In other words, you're a walk-on. I thought that was a poison pill in all this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and again, some may elect not to do it. Grant Amen, who's an, who's an outstanding lacrosse player here, one of the best in mm-hmm. the country, he's a fifth-year guy. And yeah. he's as Penn State as Penn State gets. But he already said a couple of weeks ago, he said, nah, you know, there's a certain point where you want to go on with your life. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When's the last time you wrote this much about uh, college baseball and lacrosse? <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse, never. Baseball, college, World Series. That's okay. easy. <laughs> uh, that's good. <laughs> now the football part. I mean, how when you have talked to people, how concerned are are they? Look, we're in uncertain times, so nobody knows what's going on, and and that's part of the issue with this. Nobody knows. How concerned are they about the fall? Well, they're concerned for the for the very reason every citizen in the country is concerned. They don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. They right. don't see when can we go back to school? When can we go out to play? When can we be sure we're going to play football, which is 80% of the budget and pays for everything? And those answers just aren't there. They are starting, and I've got a story tomorrow on that. Um, in college, this college football stakeholders are beginning a modeling, if you will, of what the season could look like from all angles, from eligibility to enforcement to schedule to, to health and welfare to everything. Um, and they've got different uh, contingencies built in, like what if, what if, what if. I don't think they want to consider not playing football, but that ha- at least has to be on the table for a lot of these ADs to think about. How much of this deals with conferences and how much of this deals nationally? Because it seems like one day the SEC said, oh, uh, they said you can't recruit, uh, we're not going to allow recruiting in this part, but then, it's, then the Big Ten came out with its statement as to what they were going to do. The fact there's been no national okay, this is what should be done. Has that been a problem? It's a problem, but that's the way college athletics operates, if I, you noticed. Yeah, when, yeah, all those conference, when all those conference tournaments were, were um, canceled, it came in a cascading wave. There was no central authority to say, okay, that's it. The Big, the big 12 played two games. Um, I think the Big East canceled in the, at halftime of the game. Yep. There's a, and that would be the situation here. Now, they'll have medical advice and, and eligibility and maybe push back the early signing period and stuff like that. But that's what's so sad about college athletics. There's no minister of sports. Mark Emmert isn't that guy. No. Certainly not in football. NCAA doesn't sponsor football. That's as right. A, as a sport, as a, a sport is a championship. So they've got nothing to do with it except for, you know, practice play, uh, eligibility, maybe medical advice. Um, you know, that's why the Power Five became the Power Five in 2014 so they can have more of a say in how they conduct things. So, no, it, it, it will happen like that if it happens. Uh, they, the Power Five, I mean, every conference does, but the Power Five have the huge TV contracts, no question. But mm-hmm. I'm sensing uh, in everybody I've ever talked with that most universities, especially with extensive athletic programs, still need X amount in the stands to make ends meet. It's The TV contract is not enough. Well, yeah, those, obviously those ticket revenues are built into every budget, and a place like Beaver Stadium, it's huge. Right. Um, Nebraska, Ohio State, yeah. Um, you know, and how, I mean, there's so many questions here. Okay, let's say 
let's say you're cleared to play, but the schools aren't open. How do you go play football and the students can't even be on campus? What kind of message does that send? Right. So that's what I'm saying. I say there will be some sort of shortfall in college athletic budgets, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. If for no other reason, people just won't come out. They'll still be afraid, and that may take years to do that. You know, it's there was already an attendance problem in college football anyway. 2019, lowest average attendance in 24 years. Yep, bro, that I think one. the Big Ten, had, yeah, Big Ten had its lowest average attendance since 1993. Um, so, and, and the problem is, we as a sport have built these monster stadiums. The problem then comes, what if you don't win? You know, what if something like this happens? You still got to fill them up. And it, when you don't, there's hell to pay. Right. Well, in fact, uh, Jack Ham and I were sitting there uh, broadcasting the Ohio State-Penn State game in November. And during a commercial break, I looked over him. I said, Jack, check out the empty seats. Well, it turned out the game wasn't sold out. Yeah. Yeah. They had... Uh, as I recall from a story in uh, the 2018 fiscal year, Ohio State, Ohio State had a 15% drop in ticket revenue income. That's hard to believe. I mean, it's, it, and that's a normal time. That's when they're winning. That's when they're blowing people out. Um, so now you've got not only that with the competition of trying to make the game experience matched the living room experience. Now you've got a situation where that, that living room's going to look a lot better and a lot safer now in the near term. Well, not only that, let's add the other factor in. Economically, when Jack and I were sitting there, the country was doing well and people had some money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the uh, If you look around season tickets, I'd hate to be selling season tickets right now, right? Right. By the way, uh, several schools, I don't know if Penn State's done it, have extended their renewal deadline for obvious reasons. Uh, they're just trying to get every penny they can, yeah. and it's going to be really, really hard. Uh, what about what have you heard on the front of the ability for someone to transfer first time and then be able to play immediately? When might that be addressed? Uh, it's it's on the plate. It's going to happen. It's going to be taken up this spring. I think first the NIL issue. Yep. is going to be, I don't even know what the word is, decided or maybe focused this month. I'm talking about April. Okay. Um, and then they will deal with the one-time transfer. That is, the point is, what I have learned is having to do those both at the same time in this environment has just been too overwhelming for all those that are going to decide. I, and I don't blame them. So they're going to separate it a little bit, uh, and, and NIL is going to go first. Okay, so name, image, and likeness will go first. All right, yeah. that's interesting. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for your time. You're during a time where people are trying to find stuff. You're finding stuff left and right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, like we like we said, it's like we're going to have turtle races in the backyard pretty soon. I may write about that. <laughs> are you going to bring Joe Buck Look over for to that work? on CBS Sports? Yeah, are you gonna, yeah, I know he's with Fox, but Joe Buck is announcing stuff like that. Are you going to like send it to? I him? love that. You love it. I love it. It's really great. He's <laughs> and he's sta- he's staying in practice. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good. <laughs> he, I got to give him credit. He is good. Hey, Dennis, thanks so much. You know, it's always great talking with you. I really appreciate you a lot. All right, thank you. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. Dana O'Neill, the athletic, in the next half hour. 
Uh, today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Steve Jones along with the purist who only wants to see one National League team and one American League team, and then they play in the World Series. <sighs> it's time to get with the times, Matt, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Here it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Matt Catrillo is just poo-pooing playoffs. And you're, I, mean, the, I just want uh, all to stay you, the same. That's all. Every, everything's fine the way it is, at least for the NFL. You, you, just, you just want everything just to end. <laughs> I just don't like the two-seed having to play in the, in the wild-card weekend now. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think they're better off if they do. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I guess in some uh, cases, I think I, yeah. You know, um, puts I, a lot more I, pressure I, on the number one seed. I'll tell you that. Hey, you know, I mean, this year Kansas City would have played, right? I mean, this year Kansas City would they would have had to have played the Steelers. Now, here's what you risk: you risk somebody getting hurt. You know, what if they're winning the game 28-7 over the Steelers? And, you know, NFL teams don't take the starting quarterback out. What if some fluky thing happens to Patrick Mahomes? Exactly. See, that is the risk you run. Another reason why I don't like this. Hey, that's the risk you run. But, I mean, you're like the, 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 like the guy in the back corner office. You want to put everybody in bubble wrap. <laughs> I'm just saying the NFL just didn't need to t- touch anything. The, the NFL will and will always be king. They don't need to sabotage themselves or attempt to. Well. <laughs> uh, this is about cash. And guess what? You get more money. Oh, of course that's why they did it. Right? I mean, that is what it comes down to. There'll be a 17th week because they're trying to get more money from the TV people, and they're going to have two extra playoff games because they want more money for the TV people. And that's what it comes down to. It's exciting, but 
you know, I just the, the minute something uh, goes wrong with I, this, it's going to get a whole lot of backlash. It's going to be a I, lot of knee-jerk reaction. I don't know, because normally a lot of these... You know what? I don't know. Um, because a lot of these games over the years were that wild card game. Now, Buffalo-Houston this year was a good game, right? That was a good game. Good finish, I'll call it. Very right. sloppy, but I'll, we'll call it a good finish. Right. Um, I was actually listening to it on the radio. I was driving back from Philadelphia. I had just done the Penn State-Iowa game, so I was listening to it on the radio. So I was listening to Mark Vandermeer. Uh, Mark, of course, started his career here in State College, and he's the Texans play-by-play guy. And I'm listening to the game, and there was that crazy kickoff to start the second half. And all sorts of you know craziness happen, but for the most part, that game has not been a good game. That's the one area the NFL runs a risk here. Adding one more of those games, two more of those games, where it's not a great game. I will also say this: it may change what you see trade-wise in the NFL, because you're going to have a couple of teams in there thinking they're still in it. This goes back to the baseball model. In baseball, with the extra wild-card playoff team, you've seen more buyers and fewer sellers. You may see that in the NFL. All right. Dana O'Neill next half hour. As Matt Catrillo wants to return to 1948. Hey, the Eagles won the NFL championship that year. I'd be okay with that. I think it was that the snowstorm game, 7 yes. nothing over the Cardinals. That is Steve correct. Van Buren. Yep. Steve Van Buren scored the one. Touchdown in the game. Yep. Van Buren didn't even think they were going to play that day, and then they said, no, you better show up.